Walking through a forest of deciduous trees in the fall can be one of life's most calming feelings. The quiet in the trees and the sound of leaves crunching under your feet. Unlike summertime, the air is crisp with a coolness that reminds us that winter's coming on the horizon. But for now, it's time for fall colors. Hi, this is Terry Vanderheiden, your host of the Nature Photography Podcast. This episode is all about photographing fall colors. Autumn is my favorite time to travel, and for me, the best time to take landscape photographs. If you go to the right places, the colors from the trees are spectacular. And I always try to make a point of going to those right places this time of year. My home base is in California, so generally we experience fall a bit later than the rest of the country. But rest assured, we do have nice fall colors. Instead of the reds and oranges of the East Coast, we mostly rely on the golden aspen trees to change color. For this, we head up to the high country of the Sierras and sometimes over the Eastern Sierras to take a drive down south on U.S. Route 395. This stretch of road between Reno and Mammoth Lakes holds some great spots to get some nice fall colors. The time of year that you go on your trek to see the fall colors is critical. Unfortunately, there's no set time that fall colors are at their peak. It changes slightly every year. In the High Sierras, colors can change as early as late September, but usually beginning October is best. In the lower land of California, fall colors can emerge as late as November and December. What needs to happen in a best case scenario is a warm summer followed by a sudden, dry, cool down in the fall. Nights should be in the 30s and 40 degree range, while the days can reach 60 or 70 without having an effect on the color. It's the cold at night that brings on the color. For this reason, waking up in the morning can be like Christmas day, eager to see what new color has emerged. I would encourage an early morning drive down 395 and looking mostly to your right or to the west. So you'll be looking at the eastern side of the Sierra mountain range. It's on these slopes you'll see groves of yellow color spilling down the mountain. Most of the time, these groves of aspen follow a natural water source down the hills. Where a crevice will form a creek, these aspen groves can thrive. Aspen trees are unique in that each grove has been started by one seedling that grows the root system and sends out shoots called root suckers to start other trees. A grove is one big organism rather than a bunch of individual trees. Interestingly, some aspen trees can live up to 150 years, but the root system can live thousands of years. There's one grove in Utah that's estimated to be 80,000 years old. The aspen groves are a blast to shoot. You can focus on a singular round leaf, on the white bark, 
the density of the grove, if you find a water source, capture leaves floating down the stream. You can get back and capture images of the entire grove or up close for individual trees. Consider getting to the base of the trees and looking up for a nice angle of white trunks shooting up into the sky with yellow colors against the blue sky. The peak colors of these trees don't last very long. You need to keep going back day after day to capture the best time where the color is. If you head up to say June Lake or any of the other destinations along this trek, look for the groves that are reflecting on the water. Your best bet is to travel to these destinations during the midday and find the best scenes to shoot, then plan which ones you want to go back to at dawn. Yes, dawn photography means getting up in the dark and making your way out to the spot that you've already scouted the day before. The window of light can be from about 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., so you really have to be ready to shoot. You can always go eat breakfast at 10 or later when the light's not so good. While color is the whole reason you're out driving around in the dark, do consider shooting some images that will be destined for black and white. The contrast of the white tree trunks with the dark knots in them can be very interesting. Shooting in black and white also is a great fallback when you've missed the peak color of a grove of trees. When on your search for fall colors, start early in the season and start at higher elevations. The colder nights of the higher elevations will make the colors change earlier. The rule of thumb that you can always use is if you're too early in the season, go higher up. If things are looking like you miss the peak seasons, go to lower elevation. Photographing aspen groves is a fantastic subject all over the West. Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, they all have fantastic seasons for fall colors. Keep in mind that while the fall colors make the image good, having a beautiful scene makes the image great. Take Grand Teton National Park, for instance. You almost can't go wrong with photographing the Teton Mountain Range any time of year. But when you have fall colors in the foreground reflecting off a lake, it's unbelievable. I can't make a podcast about photographing fall colors and not mention the most popular destination for fall colors in the U.S., New England. More on that after the break. Knowing when to go to New England to see the vibrant show of colors in the fall will have you planning your vacation months in advance. Understanding how to forecast your getaway to the northeast to see the peak colors is a very important part of the planning process. The states of Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont are all the first to get fall colors. If you remember, north to south is how the color moves through the states. This is going to be a good guideline for you. We know what makes the trees change, cold nights with comfortable daytime temperatures. However, seasons differ from one another based on how hot the summer was or how much water the trees have had access to. There's a lot of factors that go into it. In New England, you're looking for several species of maple and other trees that will get yellow, orange, and bright red, making every lake and stream you come across a photographic dream. 
Storms that make their way to the northeast can be devastating if they happen to arrive at the wrong time. Some leaf peeping seasons can be cut short by wind and rain that removes the color leaves prematurely. However, if you're patient, you may be able to drive to another spot where the storm doesn't affect the color burst of leaves. Keeping that in mind, it's generally colder in the north than in the south. The fall colors will gradually sweep down from the mountains and work their way to the flatlands as the season progresses. Trees are more apt to change from green to color when they're more exposed to the cold night air. For example, trees along a river or a lake will change faster than inland trees that might be protected from the cold. As a good guideline, start your trip in northern Maine, about October 1st. While Bar Harbor and Acadia National Park are great places to visit, you will have better color if you go inland away from the coast early in October. Up in the area of Baxter State Park is a great place to start, or you can head over to the White Mountains of New Hampshire, or drive to the Green Mountains of Vermont. These higher elevations will yield much more color early in October. Around the second week of October, a fantastic drive in New Hampshire is along the Kangamangas Highway. This 34-mile stretch of road follows the Saco River with several turnouts along the way for photographs of covered bridges and tumbling water over rocks. It's spectacular. To get there, drive to North Conway, New Hampshire. Do some shopping and then drive a mile south to pick up the Kangamangas Highway leading east. Allow a few hours or as much as a full day to enjoy this whole scenic drive. As the month of October progresses, so does the color down into southern Vermont, upstate New York, southern Maine, and New Hampshire, working its way down to Massachusetts, Connecticut, and beyond. So let the time of year be your guide. If you have the time to spend in New England from late September all the way through October, you'll surely have some great opportunities to see the fall colors at their peak. If you only have a one or two week window, then be ready to drive a little north or a little south to see the best colors. Once you've found yourself in and amongst the fall colors, whether it be northern Maine or eastern Sierras of California, you need to know how to capture the beauty and color of the fall season. Most of the great locations for fall colors only give you but a week or two of peak color so you do have to act fast. The first thing to consider in any photographic venture is the light. What kind of light are you working with? The tried and true times of the day to best make photographs still apply. Sunshine in the early morning and late in the afternoon are usually the best conditions. However, don't put your camera away if you find there's overcast skies or gray skies. This soft light can bring out the colors quite well without having to deal with the extreme contrast of a sunny day. Look for contrast in color and texture in the image. Fallen leaves can make a great lead into a blanketed trail and up to waterfalls. The lower light of an overcast day coupled with the shade of a forest 
may enable you to shoot slow shutter speeds without the use of a neutral density filter. With your aperture being set with a tiny opening and a very low ISO, you might get the shutter speed down to an eighth of a second, which should be slow enough for you to get soft, blurry waterfalls. Do remember to bring a tripod or figure some way to stabilize your camera, maybe using a sandbag or some clothing to create a support. Also remember to bring some sort of camera trigger. I would suggest a cable release, but if you don't have one, try using the self-timer to fire the camera without it being moved. If you don't have a big budget for camera equipment, I would still encourage you to put on a circular polarizer filter at the top of the list. Not only will it knock down reflections from rocks and allow you to see into rivers and streams, it will give you more depth to the color of the leaves. Also, most circular polarizer filters will cut the light by about a stop and a half. That could be just enough light reduction that you're trying to get a slow shutter speed for shooting waterfalls or streams. While most people are on the lookouts for reds and oranges and yellow colors in the leaves, don't forget the cool colors. The accent of green pine trees and the blue of the lake or the sky will make the warm colors pop off the page. Keep an eye out for reflected color. Using a longer lens can compress the color in the image to make a beautiful background shot. Since you're likely shooting digital, give yourself options. Shoot one of just the reflection, then go ahead and include the actual trees in the composition and shoot both vertical and horizontal. That way you'll have lots to select from when it comes to the editing process. If you're shooting with a tripod, make sure you utilize your range of aperture to get images with full depth of field as well as some with shallow depth of field. Lead the viewer through your images with your composition. Have them linger on what you want them to look at or by using depth of field or lack thereof to your advantage. Be sure to look around both up in the sky and down on the ground. You might find a tree with a root structure that's interesting or a blue sky that contrasts well with the autumn colors. For your camera settings, put your white balance on clouds. This will yield a warmer set of tones that will help enhance the fall colors. Avoid using the A mode for white balance as the camera will see large sections of yellow and reds and try to compensate by cooling the image down by adding blue and cyan. The most important part is to keep shooting. Shoot from before the sun rises until at least an hour after the sun sets. If the sunlight makes a scene too contrasty, head under the canopy of leaves and shoot in the forest. If the light still doesn't cooperate, spend those brightly lit times of day searching for where you want to shoot at sunset and sunrise. Capturing the colors of a short fall season is a challenge, but it can be the most rewarding with hues that can only be seen in certain locales during a season that just doesn't last very long. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to tell another photographer about it. Maybe even make a post telling your followers about this podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. The Nature Photography Podcast can always be searched on any of the leading podcast players. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and Amazon Music, plus many others. It is important to include the in the title, The Nature Photography Podcast. 
I know it's a pain, but if you have time, it would be great if you could leave a positive review in any of those platforms. It could really help keep this podcast high in the ratings. Feel free to visit my website, imagelight.com. That's I-M-A-G-E-L-I-G-H-T.com for photographs and links to all the things we talked about in this podcast. Feel free to email me with comments or suggestions. My email is terry at imagelight.com. Until next time, this is your host, Terry Vanderheiden with the Nature Photography Podcast.